0: on the buttonola, Inspector. Assault and battery, huh? Mr. Paxton, bitterly. Not at all, Inspector. We mustn't break our record. Know the same old suit for slander, young Conklin Cliffstatter, of the East Shore cliffstatters jute and shoddy. Sergeant. Stinking, I bet. Mr. Paxton. Well, Sergeant, just... Potted enough to tell Thurlow a few homely truths about the name of Potts, hollow laugh. There I go myself. Potted. Potts. I swear that's all Con Cliffstatter did. Make a pun on the name of Potts. Called him Crack Potts. Ellery Queen, his silver eyes gleaming with hunger. Dad? So Inspector Queen said, Charlie Paxton, my son, Ellery Queen. and the two young men shook hands, and that was how Ellery became embroiled, it was more than an involvement in the wonderful case of the old woman who lived in a shoe. A court officer plunged his bald head into the cool of the corridor from the swelter of room 335, trial term part 7. Hey, counselor, Mr. Justice Cornfield says pots are no pots. He ain't waiting much longer for your crap, your client. What gives in God's good name? Can't he wait another five minutes for goodness' sake? Charlie Paxton cried, exasperated. They must have been held up. Here they are, officer. Tell Cornfield we'll be right in. And Counsellor Paxton raced toward the elevators which had just discharged an astonishing cargo. There she is, said the inspector to his son, as one who points out a clash of planets. Take a good look, Ellery. The old woman doesn't make many public appearances. With the get-up, Sergeant Veely. She could snag a job in the movies like that. Some women grow old with grace, others with bitterness and still others simply grow old. But neither the concept of growth nor the devolution of old age seemed relevant to Cornelia Potts. She was a small creature with a plump stomach and tiny, fine-boned feet, which whisked her about. Her face, like a tangerine, was almost entirely lacking in detail. One was surprised to find embedded in it two eyes which were as black and hard as coal chips. Those eyes, by some perverse chemistry of her ego, were unwinkingly malevolent. If they were capable of changing expression at all, it was into malicious rage. If not for the eyes, seeing Cornelia Potts in the black taffeta skirt she affected, the boned black lace choker, the prim black bonnet, One would have thought of her as a sweet old character, a sort of sexless little kobold who vaguely resembled the jubilee pictures of Queen Victoria. But the eyes quite forbade such sentimentalization. They were dangerous and evil eyes, and they made imaginative people, like Ellery, think of poltergeists and elementals and such-like creatures of the unmentionable worlds. Mrs. Cornelia Potts did not step sedately, as befitted a dame of seventy years, from the elevator. She darted from it like a midge from a hot stream followed by a widening wake of assorted characters, most of whom were delighted ladies and gentlemen of the press, and at least one of whom, palpably not a journalist, was almost as extraordinary as she. And who, demanded the astonished Mr. Queen is that? Thurlow, grinned Inspector Queen. The little guy Charlie Paxton was talking about. Cornelia's eldest son. Cornelia's eldest whack, Sergeant Veeley, the purist, said. He resents, winked the inspector. Everything, said the sergeant, waving a flipper. Always taking, what do you educated birds call it? Umbrage, said the inspector. Resents? Umbrage? Ellery frowned. I read the right papers, guffawed the sergeant. (laughs) Ain't he cute?